What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another chapter of Ball Diary Podcast. This is now chapter four. Today, we are going to talk all things NBA playoffs, give you some of our takeaways from the first set of games that took place. Also, talk about the not-so-shocking news that Kawhi Leonard is out the rest of the postseason. I think everyone expected that. You're joined here once again by your man, Rajon. You can follow me at Twitter, at Rajon NBA, and I'm joined here once again by my man Danny. You can follow him at based underscore Dan on Instagram or Twitter. That's B-A-S-E-D underscore Dan. What's up, Dan? What's going on, Ray? Just, uh, watching these playoffs, getting everything together. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, the Sixers don't look too good right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's game two. It, no Embiid. It's going to happen. Ben Simmons can't always be Superman, right? Yeah, no, they definitely need Embiid. I, I knew the Heat would kind of take this series far just because they're going to if the Heat want to extend the series, they're going to make this a street fight, and that's exactly what they're doing today. They're physical. They're getting into Ben Simmons' full court pressing him, kind of getting in his head a little bit. Definitely going to be a good series, man. The Heat are a very well-coached team, play great defense. they got a lot of versatile players, so this should this should play out good. I want to see what happens when MB comes back and him and Whiteside go at it a little bit. Yeah, the process versus the culture on that one. Um, yeah. they, they had that little Twitter beef, which was pretty cool. That's something nice to see. A uh, little big man uh, another, against another big man. You know what I mean? It's actually more of a fair fight than Westbrook versus Embiid. But, you know. I mean, <laughs> M- Embiid goes at everyone. He doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, you know, he's a savage. But, <laughs> he goes at everybody, uh, dude. But, no, really good game so far. I mean, what? Very first good. off, I mean, the, the thing that everyone's shocked by, you know, LeBron finally lost a first-round playoff game, game one, first time since 2012 that actually happened. Um, so what are your thoughts about that, like, taking away from that? Man, they got spanked, dude. They got spanked. I mean, the Pacers were in control of that game the entire game. Yep. Oladipo looked like a superstar that he's pretty much become now. I mean, I consider him a superstar. He's a two-way player. He's one of the best defensive guys at his position. He's very efficient offensively. He was dominant. Miles Turner looked pretty solid, gave him 16 points, eight rebounds. If he can give him that that second option, mm-hmm. um, which I think he's capable of doing, he has a lot of potential – this series could, could get interesting. I mean, it is LeBron, and you know LeBron's going to come out next game and go absolutely super sane on on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm still putting my money on LeBron if I had to until somebody takes him out. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the, he I mean he had a triple-double. You know what I mean? He was giving the ball up to his teammates. They were just missing wide-open shots. I don't – like, what else could he have done? You know what I mean? It's not like – they played that bad. They just missed a lot of open shots, and LeBron was finding his teammates, and they weren't hitting. And, and LeBron's not the type of guy to just be like, all right, I'm just going to go for 50. Like, he's never been that type of player, and that's what makes him so good is that he continues to make the right play every possession. Yeah. But, I mean, if his teammates are just missing shots, I mean, they need to step up. Like, it was embarrassing. I mean, Jeff Green, zero points. Kevin Love, nine points. Rodney Hood, nine points. J.R. Smith was the only one that – kind of contributed he gave him 15 other than that nobody did anything Clarkson at six I mean but I mean what do you expect like Clarkson and Nance have been bench players pretty much their whole career Rodney Hood has never been in this situation before Jeff Green has I mean been jumping around from team to team he finally looked like he found a home with the Cavs I mean everyone looks like they find a home on their next to LeBron because he makes them look so good but again they've never been in this situation so it's going to be interesting to see how they step up and if they even do step up, but the Pacers are coming at him. Lance is going at LeBron, how yeah. he always does, annoying him, and, fouling and, him, smacking him in the mouth. Um, <laughs> it'll, 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 be, it'll be fun to watch, man. I'm excited. I just want to watch Lance 
annoy LeBron a little bit more until LeBron goes absolutely crazy and gives him 40 or 50. Yeah, and this series is very interesting. Uh, kind of talking about it. I mean, their offense looked very stagnant. You could just tell uh, they can't. Or Indiana came out early and often, and they were just punching them in the mouth. And then uh, momentum shifting plays. Um, Lance Stevenson coming down the lane and just absolutely posterizing Jeff Green uh, and really, giving himself a concussion. Concussion. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, that's how Lance Stevenson is. He plays. He's a uh, all heart. You know, he's kind of hard headed, but. You know, he goes after LeBron because he wants to show his team, you know, he's not scared of LeBron. I mean, he did, he's yeah. been doing since 2013. You know, I mean? Literally, the yeah. Isn't over. yeah. The beef isn't over with him. Um, but, you know, he had, a, he had a solid game, 12 and 5. Um, and their team contributed, like you were saying, Bogdan, Bo- or not Bogdan, I'm sorry, Bohan Bogdan. Bojan, yeah. Yeah. He had, uh, he played 38 minutes and he had 15 points, not too bad. Uh, contributed on the defensive side, too. He had three steals. Uh, Thaddeus Young, 7. Miles Turner, 16. Old Depot, of course, absolutely going off 32 yeah, points. He was I know you were saying he's a superstar. He's on the track to become a superstar, I feel like. Being like a few other I feel players, you, yeah. A few other players I'd take over him right at this moment. But, you know, he's on track and on pace to be a really, really, really good two-guard uh, or combo guard. Um, and then look at these other guys that are scoring for them. Collison, Sabonis, uh, Corey Joseph threw in three. Uh, Trevor Booker threw in three. So, like, if, if you can get the, even these kind of production from Cleveland, they look at look at the Cleveland. Look at they twenty four. It's terrible, dude. LeBron. It's terrible. Jeff Green zero, and then like you were saying, Love nine, Hood nine, George Hill seven. Nance and J.R. Smith had double digits, but you know, mm-hmm. Kyle Korver, where are you at? You know, yeah. Corey what did Clarkson, he? he nothing. Uh, JR, he played four minutes. Yeah, and and again, I know this whole Tristan Thompson situation is going on with his personal life. <laughs> yeah, you got to play. Not only that, you got to play in more minutes, and he's actually got to play. This is the playoffs. This isn't a joke anymore. It's not the regular season. If you want your team to go to the finals, you want to reach another finals, you're going to have to play. You're going to have to rebound. You're going to show what your $80 million is worth. But overall right, in the series, man. overall in the series, I think I still think Cleveland takes it in six. But this Indiana team looks scrappy, and they look athletic. They got a lot of – They are athletic. And they got, and they got like, guys who can play different positions. Like, Old Depot is, like, a kind of combo guard. You got Lance Stevenson who can bring up the ball and do different things. Uh, Bohan's hitting shots. Like, it's just – it's a, Thaddeus a is, like, a, team, this a tweener. Yeah. And then Miles Turner is an emerging center, uh, a really good emerging mm-hmm. young center. So, this team is going to be good for a long time. Um, but, like I said, Cleveland six. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I could see Cleveland. I have Cleveland winning the series. But would you be surprised if the series won seven? No. Like, would you be shocked? No, because if they don't make a correction and adjustment, not only on the offensive side to get what kind of lineup that LeBron's comfortable of, mm-hmm. you know, finding teammates, finding shooters who can hit shots, their defense really needs to step up. There's no answer for Victor Oladipo. I know he had eight threes and probably had the best game of his career right there, right there and then. But um, he – you know, if, if he gets going, that whole Indiana team gets going off of him, too. Lance Stevenson starts getting hot. Bohan's spotting up, ready for three. Miles Turner can do a lot of different things. That team thrives off Oladipo. And not to mention Sabonis. He didn't have too good of a game. He had a really, really monster slam, which is another momentum. Yeah, he did. Play. Uh, but he could be a force, too. So I don't want to be surprised if it goes seven. But, you know, you can't, you can't bet against LeBron like that. I'm not betting against LeBron. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Until someone proves me wrong, like I've mentioned over and over, I'm not betting against LeBron. Never. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what like the other series that took place, I mean, there was a bunch of good games. Yeah. There was two quote-unquote upsets. We had the Pelicans over the Blazers. Oh, yeah. And, that, yeah. and then we just talked about the Pacers over the Cavs. But the Pelicans over the Blazers, man, I mean, that game, 
Anthony Davis was an absolute beast. Playoff Rondo came out to play like everyone expected. Like usual. You know, like the like usual. Yeah. This game what was, do you have? Eight points, it, seventeen eight points, seventeen yeah. assists, six rebounds. I mean that's Rondo prime Rondo right there for you. Exactly. He doesn't have to fill it up with the points, but does a little of everything. You know, eight rebounds, seventeen assists, like you say, creating open opportunities. Drew Holiday playing that combo oh guard God, type yeah, of role position at twenty one. Miritich, he was looking good. You know, no beard mm-hmm. maybe helped him a little bit, <laughs> but his pump fake game again, looking strong. You know, getting uh, some mid range shots, threes, and just and pulling up when, whenever he pleases. At this point, he's one of their best shooters on the team. Sixteen and eleven for him, four blocks along to go with Anthony Davis's four blocks. The team as a whole, I believe, had twelve, had 12 right? blocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dude. my goodness. Uh, Anthony Davis, what can you say about the guy? He's a potential MVP every year. Type player. Yeah. He's a once-in-a-lifetime player. Um, and I, I'm not surprised that uh, they won. I'm kind of surprised that they blew the lead. They had a Me too. lead. And I thought Me they too. would like, kind of slow it down, you know, play through Anthony Davis. But they didn't look too sharp in the last four to six minutes of that final quarter. Um, this series is interesting. I had, I had New Orleans in, in six or seven, to be honest, when I first saw the matchup. I just think Anthony Davis is too good of a player to lose at this point. And not to knock CJ and Dame, but the value of Anthony Davis outweighs the value of Damian Lillard. I agree. I mean, he's just the best player on the floor, period. And it's yeah. not even a question. Um, to, to jump off your point about how they blew the lead, I think if you notice towards the fourth quarter, Anthony Davis and Miracic were gassed. Oh, yeah. They were, they were absolutely gassed. Um, Rondo's really not going to score, so you really only have Drew Holiday that can give you buckets, especially if these two guys are tired and they're not really mm-hmm. getting their shots off. Mm-hmm. But, man, Drew Holiday was spectacular defensively that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was nonstop making defensive plays. I mean, to start off, he was guarding Lillard or McCollum pretty much the entire game, and mm-hmm. they both had terrible games, and he was in their face the entire game. Then he had that very, very clutch steal on C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. And then that block on Pat Connaughton, which I have no idea what the Blazers were doing. You're down three, and then you're going to Pat Connaughton. Like, your you're fourth or fifth option on the floor. What are you doing? And yeah. Drew Holiday simply just glassed it and ended the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he was – man, he's been getting a lot of talk about making a first all-defensive team. He showed out that game, and he yeah. looked like he was deserving of it. But, yeah, yeah man, honestly, the series, I think it's going to go seven. I think these teams are really evenly matched. They have no answer for Davis. Nurkic cannot guard him, and no. if they don't play Nurkic, they bring in Ed Davis because he's a little more athletic. But then you lose that scoring threat with Nurkic. Yeah. Um. So they have no answer for Davis. Miritich, if he continues to shoot the ball like that and help rebounding, um, they're gonna be tough to beat. But again, Dame can go off at any time. But I think the Pelicans will take the series because Dame and CJ, like obviously they're dynamic offensive players, but I'll take my chances with Rajon Rondo and Drew Holiday guarding them for an entire series, right? Yeah. I think they'll be able to contain him, but the Blazers have absolutely nobody to contain the Pelicans' best player in Davis. So I feel like that gives them the edge because they have no matchup for them. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, the Pelicans have two really, really good defensive players to match up with the Blazers' best offensive players. And yeah. if Damon and CJ aren't going, they pretty much have yeah. no one else to create or even get a bucket when they need one. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't too shocked with the outcome of the game. I expected Davis to dominate Nurkic and their entire team. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, Rondo showed up like that didn't shock me. It's playoff Rondo. Um, yeah. I think the series goes seven, and I think I'll give it to the Pelicans. But I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them in six, like you said. But yeah. I mean, another great series, too. It's going to be close. Oh, yeah. I mean, they stole one at home. That was the biggest thing. They stole one in Portland. 
uh, in the guard in the rose guard, and that was like the the biggest thing. You know, you steal one at home, then you have that momentum. Okay, if even if we do your your mindset after you steal the game is all right, let's take game two and head back home. But even if you do lose, you're like, okay, we still have that type of home court advantage. You know what I mean? Of course. So, I mean, going into any series, yeah, like yeah, like you're saying, going into series, your your goal is to take one. Let's yeah, take one. That's it. Of course. Uh, you take both. That's you're, then at that point you're playing kind of playing with house money. But when I saw yeah. this matchup, it was interesting. Like CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are so good, they can of each course. put up forty <laughs> like in a night. I I I can see a game. I don't know against the Pelicans, but like I I've I've seen games that they combined for close to seventy to almost eighty points. Yeah. Um, but when they don't play on the defensive side of the ball, and then when you lack depth as the Blazers do. It's it's hard because you want to put Damian Lillard playing all these minutes, but then if he, his legs are gassed from trying to carry the team back into the game, and then you have to go and guard a guy like Ron who who's constantly moving to play make, and you have a guy like Drew Holiday, you're going to be gassed. Not, but in, at the other at the at the same time, Pelicans don't have a really too deep of a team either. They um, don't. But they got some good decent contribution from a guy like Ian Clark. Um, yeah, he's a champion. He's yeah. been there before. Yeah, and then you know you got you got like a. a, a a hodgepodge of players you could call. I mean, Solomon Hill. Like they don't really it's have too terrible. Many, it's just they, terrible, yeah, dude. They don't really have too many people going that. And Portland on the same thing. Wade Baldwin, uh, Pat Connaughton, uh, Zach Collins is a rookie. Who, yeah, so they don't have too much depth either. That's why I was saying when I first looked at the matchup right away, I'm like, okay, Portland's a three seed. They might advance. But then I really looked into it. I'm like, Anthony Davis is too good. You got those two guards who are not like you were saying, not as prolific of scores as McCollum. And uh, Dame, but they can match up with them. They're not yeah. scrubs. No, they're not. They're not. They're going to be in your face all game. Yeah, I'll take Pelicans in six. And another thing too, like series win. It might. Yeah, man. Um, it might not seem like it's such a big loss, but Mo Harkless not playing right now, Mm -hmm. I feel like is affecting the Blazers' depth a lot because right now they're having to put Evan Turner in the starting lineup. If Mo Harkless is there, they start him usually. And they bring and he, in and he, Yeah, and they bring in Turner on the bench, which gives them some bench depth, you know, and he does well against bench players. He's able to score and create. He plays point guard. And Mo Harkless isn't a bad player. Like, he's very yeah. versatile. He's big. He can guard three to four positions. He's not going to stop Anthony Davis, but he can yeah. switch on to him and not give Anthony Davis just a free run when he's has Nurkic at the paint, and he's just blowing by him every time and doing whatever he wants. And the Sixers are coming back right now. This game's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're the, if, question, if you're the Blazers, do you mm-hmm. try to throw in Myers-Leonard for size on Anthony Davis? I mean, I don't know, man. I, he hasn't played all year, really. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're but using more – Zach Collins, they're using him more. Like, I'd rather have Zach Collins in the game, to be honest with you, and Ed Davis. But I don't think – I mean, is Myers-Leonard really going to do anything? I mean, he's just a big body, though, man. He's. Like, I, I hear you, know, you like, come in and get, get, get in a there. couple fouls. Yeah, like, just someone who can just, you know, do a little bit to contain. I know he won't shut down Andrews by any means, but that's yeah. another 7'7", seven 1' seven body who can try to contest and help out. Uh, Shabazz no, Napier, just... you know, only at 6. They don't have too much depth, man. Yeah, I, I see the Pelicans winning this series just because Anthony Davis, they don't have an answer for him. And, and like we mentioned, like, the Blazers' backcourt is phenomenal offensively, but... Over a course of a series, all I'm confident if I have Rajon Rondo and Drew Holiday playing defense on those two guys because they're both excellent defenders. Rondo's a freaking rat. He's you yeah. know he's he's nonstop, and Drew Holiday's a pretty much a lockdown defender at this point in his career. Um, he he's lengthy. He knows how to use his size. He's strong for his body. I mean, he was mm-hmm. given both McCollum and Lillard fits all game. So yeah, yeah, I see that Pelicans trans- taking this series, man. Yeah, transitioning. I know that you probably saw the end of this game, 
point uh, five seconds, and Chris Middleton. Oh is my like god, dude! Close, like thirty-five foot three. How, what did you take away from Boston and Milwaukee? I mean, that series looks interesting, enticing too for an upset because of no Kyrie. But don't you feel like the coaching of Brad Stevens and the emergence of Tatum and Brown really, really, really benefit Boston in that in that right? Uh, I'm taking Boston to win this series just for that reason, because as if you look at talent wise. I mean, there's no reason why the, the Bucks shouldn't win this series. They have the best player on the floor in Giannis. They mm-hmm. arguably have the second best player on the floor in Chris Middleton, right? Mm-hmm. You still have Jabari. You have, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, other than, other than Giannis and, and Middleton, Jabari's, you know, he's coming off injury. He's on and off. Who else really gives you, you know, Brogdon's, he might contribute a little bit. Henson's a good defensive player. Don't get me wrong. Tony yeah. Snell is Tony Snell. Like, I mean, yeah. he's just there. Yeah, um, but I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna pick Boston because of that because of Brad Stevens and it showed I mean the Bucks played played them till the end, um, but man Boston doesn't quit dude they they, they, they have so much fight Rozier he doesn't care he'll go over thirty and he he's like if you watch him play you're like okay this guy's on fire you know what I mean he has yeah. so much confidence in his game Al Horford's such a smart basketball player he stepped up and I think he's gonna have to average close to twenty points a game this year because he's pretty much their only really score yeah um if you say their most consistent score i'd say jason tatum jalen brown i mean they just look like veterans at this point you know what i mean yeah um and and i think defensively they can match up with them because they're so versatile al horford's a great defender you have jalen jason tatum rosier is a good defender um baines has baines even played i don't don't feel like i didn't see him play but he just he put up a goose egg 0.3 rebounds Nothing too special from him. 14 and you minutes, know surprising? yeah. They made this trade or this buy. Oh, was it a trade for Greg Monroe or was it a buy? No, it was. A, yeah, they, they, they signed him as a free okay. agent. And and he's not – he's only giving you 10 minutes with 1.3. That's crazy to me. That's just mind-blowing. But you know what happened? Why Baines and Greg Monroe really didn't stay on the floor is because the Bucks, which I they thought a, they should have yeah. done all year, they put Giannis at the five, which is probably their best option. Yeah, They, they had Giannis playing mm-hmm. center and then – you had Middleton, Parker, Tony Snell, and Brogdon. So you had pretty much four guards in Giannis. So, like, you can't – who's Baines and, and Monroe going to guard? Giannis, it's not going to happen. So you have to play – you have to match up with them. You have to stick with Horford, and you have to go with your wings, like Tatum, Brown, Rozier. Marcus Morris had 21-7, and seven, dude. He's been yeah, he's been playing out of his mind since, um, since Kyrie has been officially out. Like, last 12 games, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. So yeah. I'm going to give it to Boston, honestly. Yeah. I think it'll – this series could go 7-2, man. You know, this, this series, like I said, is interesting. It's very enticing to take the Bucks. I just feel like if it's not Chris Middleton shooting a three, who else do you really trust? I I get Jason Terry. He's a veteran. He's a really clutch shooter, and he can hit spot-up uh, spot threes. But he's 40 years but old. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, he's not the 2011 Jason Terry. Um, and, I mean, Eric Bledsoe got outperformed by Rozier. I, look, was, I didn't even – I it was totally bad. forgot about him. <laughs> Yeah, and Eric, exactly. That that's the thing. When you have Eric Blood, when you have a team like Eric Bledsoe, Chris Milton, Giannis, those three should be better than Rozier, Tatum, and Brown. Am I right? No, you're hundred percent right. But they're not. They're just not performing. The Bucks are a coach away from being a threat. Do you think? Do you it, think that's what it is, or do you think it's yeah, their personnel? It's hundred percent. It's not personnel. I mean, yeah. You, granted, you need more shooters in this league. Um, Giannis can't do everything by himself. I mean, he's he's essentially putting LeBron numbers up 35, 13, seven and three. He's stuffing the stat sheet. Chris Mills at 31, but I don't see a consistent 30 point score from Chris Milton, obviously, or even a 25 point score from him. He's more in that 16 to 19 range. 
Um, good shooter, good player, but you know, the personnel could be tweaked, but it's mainly coaching. They're a coach away. They're a really good coach away from being a legit threat in the East. Yeah, no, you do make a good point. The thing, the thing I noticed the most with the Bucks, I mean, they are still young. Yeah, of course, they're they're young. But when they play, it's like Giannis is. I mean, Giannis is one of the top He's what, five players in the league, right? But. The difference between obviously I don't you can't compare anyone to LeBron, but like he's still young in his career where he hasn't developed the skill of making players around him better. Yeah. Right. When you watch the Bucks play, it feels like everyone's just trying to get their own before they try to get anyone else involved. You know what I mean? Like Giannis mm-hmm. gets the ball, he's looking to score. Bledsoe gets the ball, he's really never been a playmaking point guard. Yeah. Um, Chris Middleton, he's giving you points, but like, again, it's like a bunch of guys that are good offensively, but they don't play that well yeah. together as a team. And you might be right. It might be it might take a coach to come in and implement an offensive system where they're moving the ball, player movement, and they're and he's forcing them to to get everyone involved. And right now they just have a bunch of really, really talented offensive players. And against a team like Boston that moves the ball, that plays together defensively, they're mm-hmm. always in tune. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's because of Brad Stevens. Yeah. I give them the edge because of that. You know what I mean? And yeah. The Bucks, I mean, they're young, they don't have too much experience in the playoffs, really winning playoff series. I'll, I'm gonna go with Stevens, and I'm. I think the Celtics will come out with this one. You know, I originally put uh, like Bucks in seven. I believe I put Bucks in seven or Bucks in six, just because I knew no Kyrie. Like, who's gonna make you know closing end shots or like fourth quarter buckets? Who's gonna mm-hmm. do them? But man, they play such. They play so well as a team. And credit to Brad Stevens, he really does implement the system through thick and thin. If they're having a bad night, they're still running the system. If they're having a good night, they're implementing mm-hmm. that even more. So they're not going to – you know what you're going to get out of Boston, and that's the beauty of them. The Bucks, you have a point. They all go one-on-one sometimes. I mean, Giannis, he was just abusing everybody in his way. No, give me wrong. He does, he's going to do that all series. Yeah, exactly. But you're right. He doesn't really make anyone around him truly better. He did have seven assists, but I feel like those are like, okay, last second, I'm going to pass it. Hit the shot. Yeah, like I'm going to drive in. Like he gets into the paint, and of course, he yeah, people clap. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like LeBron where LeBron – I mean, it's just different. I mean, it's yeah. not fair to and compare him to I LeBron, say, but – and that's why I say they just, they're just they just one coach away. They're one coach away from being yeah. legit threat in the East. Because look at that team. Thon Maker. You have Thon Maker. 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, Thon Maker, Chris Middleton, Giannis. And then you got a guy like Eric Bledsoe who's like in his upper 20s now. He's still essentially young. Jabari Parker, Malcolm Brogdon, who's a rookie of the year. Um, mm-hmm. They can make that team work. I'm not saying they're going to go to the finals every year or anything like that, but they're a legit threat if they have good coaches. Yeah, I think coaching if they had a better coach, the they, they would be a lot better in the East. They wouldn't be a – a seven seed. They shouldn't be a seven seed. They should be, be at least a four. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and by the way, yeah, what's up? Not to cut you off, that crossover Terry Rozier. Oh my God, so he left him at the free throw line, dude. Like <laughs> Eric Bledsoe was fifteen feet away from. Like when I watched it, I literally yeah. screamed like out loud. I because did. like, oh my God, what did you just do? And then I was guy? watching it, and I was point five. I'm like, I don't know what they're gonna draw, even try to draw up. Chris Miller just catch shoots and he's like, just give me the ball and just crazy. launch. I was like, are you serious right now? But no, wow. I was. A, Again, that was another amazing game one. Like I'm telling yeah, you, all these fun. all these games besides it'll be a fun series. It, it is all these games besides pretty much the Cavs were. I mean, and the Sixers beat the crap out of the Heat game yeah. one. I mean, they're they're losing right now. It looks like they're going to take an L. But I mean, all the other games were close. The Pelicans that we covered was yeah. two point game. The Bucks this one went to overtime. Yeah. Um. So a bunch of good yeah. games. I mean, other team that looked kind of dominant. Honestly, the Thunder. Paul George was out of his mind. Oh man, that game. Um, uh, go ahead, start off. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying Paul George was. I mean, Paul George was on another planet. Like he was in the zone. Oh, yeah. He was 
he was shooting threes, not even following through. When you see a guy start doing that where he's just flicking the ball up in there and it's going in and hitting nothing but net, you know a guy's in the zone. Westbrook did what Westbrook does, 29-13-8. Mitchell, first first playoff game as a rookie, 27 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah. I mean, he's becoming a star right before our eyes. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like the Thunder, they can just keep it together. They have too much talent on the floor. They have the two best players on the floor. They should win this series yeah. in six. You know, the Jazz will make it interesting just because they're extremely well coached. They're going to play defense. They're going to take a lot of um, take a lot of the shot clock, use a lot of time, and slow the game down. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they'll make it interesting. But the Thunder, just, I think Westbrook and Paul George are going to be too much for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lot of star power. And when the beginning of the game, uh, Jazz after the Westbrook dunk, the first bucket of the game, I think Jazz were on like a 9-0 run. Then at one point it was yeah. like 11 of four, and then they just flipped the switch. And it's like it's yeah. little things like that. Carmelo Anthony had a really good first half. He kind of had a mm-hmm. nothing of the stat sheet, you know, 15, 7, 2, 3, and 2. But Carmelo is, to me, one of their X factors. Of course, he, he is their X factor. Yeah, because yeah. obviously you have Paul George. And then uh, Westbrook's going to do his thing. Even if he has an off night, he's still going to manage to somehow get 20. You know, it's Russell Westbrook. But if Carmelo stays in that, you know, I'm going to take smart shots, threes, and then occasional iso ball, mm-hmm. they're going to be so hard to match up with because any one of those guys, when they get hot, are nearly unstoppable to stop. Paul George, you saw it. He was crossing people over, hitting threes, hitting smooth jumpers, getting to the rack, doing whatever he wanted. Westbrook, like I said, he's a dog. He's going to do what he has to do. To you know, stuff it, stuff the sheets, uh, stat, stat, uh, stat sheets, and then you have Carmelo Anthony, who's like the the question mark is okay, is he gonna catch it and dribble for eight to nine seconds, or is he gonna make a quick move? He needs to be that guy who's literally Olympic Carmelo, catch, yeah, shoot, it, pump fake, it's literally, break, yeah, occasional post. Those kind of plays are gonna make him very effective in this system. He can't yeah, be no. Denver or New York Carmelo. No, he can't be. And that's why I think he's had a hard time because his entire career, he's been that guy where it's give me the ball, clear out. He's been the focal point in offense. Now he's a third option where he's pretty much become a spot-up shooter. But if he can give you that 15 to 18 on efficient shooting, they mm-hmm. should win this series easily and they'll give the Rockets. I mean, yeah. I don't think they'll beat the Rockets, but if Carmelo can play well, play efficient, Paul George continues this to play this way, I mean, obviously they're going to have a chance because, yeah. I mean, when Paul George is on this level, he's one of the best players in the league. You know what yes, I mean? And then you still absolutely. have Russell Westbrook, who's out of his mind every yeah. freaking possession. So they should win this series easily. I don't see – I just think they have too much talent for the Utah Jazz. I think the Jazz are going to struggle scoring at points. You can't really rely on Mitchell to give you all that scoring. Um, yeah. But they'll. I think they'll win one or two at home and make it a six-game series. But I think the Thunder mm-hmm. will close it out in six. Yeah, Utah is a good team, though, man. Honestly, Donovan Mitchell, all three rookies that I saw in the, play, the first their play, first play of the game, Simmons – uh, Mitchell and Tatum all had great games. Donovan crazy, Mitchell, dude. Yeah, crazy. Donovan Mitchell just showing that athleticism and burst, showing that three-point range, just doing everything he can. Uh, this guy, he wants to win badly, you could tell. Um, Rubio had, had a decent game. This team's good. Utah has a good team. Um, I just don't Yeah, they're, I mean, they're like point, a free agent in a way, honestly. Yeah, yeah. At this point, star power is, is going to take the series, not team play. Mm-hmm. If it comes to team play, Utah plays better as a team. I'll be real with you. But star power they do. Is no, they do. Power at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, other than that, I mean, other games. I mean, the Rockets, Timberwolves, are closer than I expected. Yeah. Um, Towns, nowhere to be found. Um, and a lot of it is his fault. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. he's when they're switching and he's getting guards on him, like he a lot of times will fade away to the three point. 
But again, I don't blame him because a lot of times when he goes into the post and the guards have Capella on them, they think they could just they they, they act like they're James Harden. Like they, they yeah. just want to ISO. Jeff Teague is sitting there ISO and Capella every play he gets a chance. Like, I'm sorry, I'd rather have Towns on on Ariza or Eric Gordon in the post than Jeff Teague or Jimmy Butler going at Capella the entire game. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they're good offensive players, don't get me wrong, but they're not James Harden, they're not LeBron, they're not Kevin Durant. Yeah. I'm not gonna live with you guys attacking Capella, who's a good defender, who's athletic, who's long, who can hold his own to to win this to win a game for me. You know what I mean? I mean Butler and Towns just have to be more involved. You can't have Derrick Rose and and Jeff Teague take the most shots on your team, pretty much. Yeah. Um Wiggins is I mean, you know how I feel about Wiggins. He's just there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he yeah. didn't have a great game. He didn't have a bad game, but it's playoff time. You can't just be there. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make an impact. He's too good athletically to not make an impact defensively. I just don't think they can guard the Rockets, man. I mean, unless Towns and these guys go crazy one game, which I think they will, where Towns and Butler will have big games. Other than that, I mean, I don't see the the series going more than five. Yeah, same here. And the reason why is this. Houston scored 104 points um, and James Harden at 44. But if you look at their surrounding team, and this team is known for the catch and shoot. This team is known for the run and gun, mm-hmm. the three-point style D'Antoni. Look at these stat lines. Ready? Trevor Reese at three points in 32 minutes. P.J. Tucker, three points in 30 minutes. Clint Capella had a great game. That's accredited. Uh, I think he's a, uh, uh, the, the product of Harden and Paul. But he still, man, he had a great game, 24 and 12. He dominated. He dominated towns. He did. <laughs> Uh, Harden, of course, had 44. But look look at the guys who you're supposed to be catching shooters for them. Uh, like I said, Ariza, Gordon, Green uh, only had 7, 4, 3, and 3 with Tucker. And then who else was really producing? Instead, if, if James Harden doesn't go for 44, they lose the game. They lo- Yeah, but, they do. As bad as the Timberwolves play, they yeah, lose the exactly. game. Harden wasn't and that's James accredited, <laughs> And that's accredited for the Houston Rockets missing threes. Imagine if they hit half the threes they take. This game is going to be out of proportion. Yeah, they're not going to shoot like that again. Yeah, and that's <laughs> they're not going to shoot like that again. Um, Tibbs, I don't know what he what he's looking for in his team right now. It, it, you got to pull Car Anthony Towns and just chew him out in a way where it's nothing negative, but it's like, dude, take over. You're one of the yeah. most dynamic players in the league, inside and out. You can get a double double when you walk into the when you walk into the uh, onto the court. Eight points, nine shots. It just doesn't make sense to me. Jamal Crawford had a good game off the bench. Uh, Derrick Rose had 16. It was just it didn't look it didn't look good for the Timberwolves. Granted, they were in it until the last minute, but again, that's a credit to the Houston Rockets missing, not the the Timberwolves playing well. Yeah, no, I mean they missed a ton of wide open shots that they usually make. I don't think it was the Timberwolves defense. They were giving up open shots left and right. Yeah, Towns. I mean, Shaq. Honestly, Shaq made his. He, Shaq was like, if I'm Carl Anthony Towns, I'm going into the paint and I'm sitting there and I'm getting two, three offensive offensive uh, violations, three in the key to force my team to give me the ball when I have, when I have a guard or a wing on me, like force the ball to your, I mean, he's your, he's really your best offensive player as good as Butler. Oh, by far, by far. He should be annihilated. I mean, Capella is good. He's big. He's long. He's athletic. Mm -hmm. Towns should be pulling him out to the three point, blowing by him, shooting threes, pick and pop. Like they don't involve him. Yeah. They don't, they don't involve him as much as they should. And and that's, and that's goes to him. It's his fault. Mm -hmm. And it's also the guards fault. It's also Jimmy Butler's fault. It's also Jeff Teague's fault to be like, Hey, Go sit in the post. I'm going to give you the ball. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't. Um, but I don't I, see this team. I, I don't see the I mean, series going more than five. Yeah, same here. Uh, uh, hats off to James Harden though. He had 44. That was it, that third quarter. He just went. He was oh just yeah, he was level. ridiculous. Hitting, every I mean, shot he took, he went perfect from the field. 
He was just cooking. He was he was whipping the wrist and cooking, man. That guy was getting to the rack. He was literally doing whatever he wanted. So if they had, don't have a if, if James Harden has to drop forty four, I mean, it's not gonna happen again. I'm not saying in a bad way, but you know yeah. he's gonna be finding people and hitting shots. Chris Paul's gonna get it going. This 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 series not gonna go more than five. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, not so shocking news about Spurs and Warriors. I mean, the Warriors finally looked like they were motivated and locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were spectacular defensively. Um, and we found out Kawhi Leonard's not playing the rest of the postseason. Does that come to shock you? <laughs> Is that shocking yeah, we'll talk about Kawhi Leonard in just a bit. But to get to the game first, uh, Golden State Warriors just took care of business, and that's what they do. That's why they're defending champs. That's why they're, they're, they've been the best team in the league for the past uh, three seasons. And they've just been doing it doing it right way. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, Golden State, Durant, 24. Klay Thompson had 27 of how many, 12 shots or 13 shots? Yeah, I mean, he had that's, – That's crazy efficient. He doesn't even dribble. The man just catches, shoots, maybe takes like three dribbles the whole game, has 27. Um, even without Curry, they look nice. JaVale McGee stepped up big time for them, uh, contributing 15 points. Um, and it and it's just it's just players like that, you know. Raymond Green filling up the stat sheet with 12, 8, and 11. Warriors are just going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, and, and honestly, the Spurs aren't going to be able to keep up with them scoring offensively, so it's going to come down to their defense, and they've been arguably the best defensive team all year. But the first game, I mean, Pop said it in his post-game interview. He had Danny Green. He's like, if I could make tell Danny Green to grow four inches and tell Kevin Durant to stop being so good, like we might have a chance. I don't think you could put Danny Green on him. I think you put Danny Green on Clay. Mm-hmm. You take Clay out of try to take Clay out of the game because he had Petty Mills on him and he's just catching and shooting over him every possession. Yeah. Right? You can't put Petty Mills on Clay. You need to put Danny Green on Clay and he's gonna give him a hard time. He's given him a hard time in the past. And then you need to either start Rudy Kyle Anderson or Rudy Gay and have them try to contain Durant just because lengthwise they can stay with him. You know what I mean? Yep. Like Yep. They can contest the shots. Danny Green has no chance of contesting Kevin Durant's shots. Yep. I mean, Warriors should win this game easily. I'm in the series easily, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, San Antonio will steal a game at home. Mm-hmm. I think they're the second best home team in the NBA all year behind the Raptors, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They'll win a game at home. They might might take two if they play out of their minds, um, but the Warriors should easily win it, this game it's, and it's win just, this series. It, to me, I feel like Popovich is doing literally everything he can throw at Golden State. He played right. every single player on that bench. Literally, everybody got minutes. From Laverne all the way up to Danny Green, like he he played everyone just trying to throw some different bodies at them, um, and you like you said they might see one at home, but if Golden State just continues to play this dominantly and Clay Thompson's going off and they and they can't find an answer for one of the guys because it's hard to stop you know mm-hmm. when you have Curry it's hard to stop all four imagine I mean with these three guys are still amazing yeah uh, and defensively the, and, defensively and, without Curry. I mean, offensively, they're they're don't get me wrong, they're nowhere near where they are offensively with Curry. But defensively, they're mm-hmm. they're better without Curry. And that's not a knock on Curry. It's just when you can start like Iguodala, like how they're starting Iguodala instead of Curry. Iguodala is a premier defender and elite yeah. defender in this league. So you have you have Iggy, you have Clay, you have Durant, Draymond, four guys that can literally switch onto any position on the floor. Yeah. And then McGee, I mean, is Javale McGee, but he's long, he's athletic, and he's playing well with yeah. the Warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's using his length, the athleticism. So defensively, I feel like they're going to be too much, and the Spurs are just not going to be able to keep up with them offensively. And that's the thing: so, the Spurs play such great, great team basketball. It's like poetry in motion when they pass the ball. But they to beat the really Warriors is. with this, they really have to value their possessions. They have to value the possessions. They have to work the clock. 
and they got to contain one of the three or even two of the three. Like, you got to make sure Draymond doesn't get double digit scoring, or, and then you got to make sure Kevin Durant doesn't hit more than five or six threes. It's, it's got to be like all stars have to align for the Spurs to take two games because they don't have a superstar right now. And it's, they I mean, don't. I mean, they do. They have a Marcus Aldridge, but they don't have, the, yeah. the, they don't have Kawhi. They don't. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Honestly, me personally, I'm leaving Draymond Green open the entire series. I mean, that's your best bet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Make it's, him not a, it's, not, yeah. it's not a good game plan. He's an NBA player. He's going to hit threes. But it's like, what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? You're going to let Clay and Durant shoot? Or just whoever's playing whoever's playing Iggy or Draymond? Iggy just hit back-to-back threes as I'm talking about him. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You have to pick your poison. So it's like mm-hmm. whoever's guarding Draymond, play a one-man zone and cheat off and try to help on Durant and Clay. And yeah. Do I like mean, that Harrison Barnes I, effect that you have to play. Yeah, exactly. You got to live you know, with something. Like you got to live with poison, something, yeah. and what are you going to do, man? They need Kawhi. He's yeah. not playing. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for them. They've, they've fought all year. They made the playoffs. Pop had one of his best coaching jobs um, that with I what see. he's done this year, and it's just it's, it sucks, dude. I mean, with Kawhi, this team's a championship contender this year. They really are. Of course. They got, they're deep. Like I said, they played, they played like 11 or 12 guys. It's crazy. Imagine you had Kawhi yeah. Leonard. Oh, it's but, a different uh, story, man. What do you? What do you? I mean, what did you? Were you shocked when that news came out? Honestly, uh, I don't even know what to think anymore. Honestly, that guy, his mind's two different places. It's not focused on San Antonio Spurs basketball. It's like his. I feel like he's. It's like half of his heart wants to leave, and half of it wants to stay. The other, and then the other part of his brain is telling him like, "You're injured, but you're not." Like it's just like too many things going on. I wasn't shocked, but at the same time, I was kind of disappointed. I'm, you know what, I know why I'm disappointed because I like if this is Ginobili's last year, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I don't want Ginobili to go out this way where he doesn't even have a chance. Like that's what really pisses me off. And and the other thing that like really really irks me about it is like the you know Kawhi's teammates and his coach are being asked questions almost every single game about Kawhi Leonard. Is he playing? Is he playing? And you know how Popovich is. He gives it to you straight, and some people can't handle that. Yeah. Especially in the especially in the world we live in today, where everyone's so media trained on giving media trained answers. Yeah. Pop gives it to you real. Pop knows. Hey, Kawhi. These are the facts. Kawhi was hurt. He got cleared by our team doctors, but he felt like he wasn't physically ready to play, so he got second opinions, and now he's rehabbing. Okay. So what do you want Pop to say yeah, when someone asks, point, yeah. hey, "Hey, Pop, is Kawhi going to play?" I don't know. We cleared him, right? Ask his team. He, they're the ones saying that he's not ready. He's, he's saying he's not ready. They got second opinions. But the thing is, like, your teammates are constantly being asked questions about you. I know you're a quiet guy, but it comes time to, like, where you need to man up. Get in the media. Get on the podium and be like, hey, guys, instead of asking my teammates the questions, let me tell you how it is. I was cleared by our team doctors. That's a fact. I didn't feel physically ready to play, which is okay. Like, we don't know. If he's, if he's hurt, he's hurt. There's nothing wrong with that. Tell them, I didn't feel like I was physically ready to play, so I got second opinions, and now I'm rehabbing. That's it. You don't need to ask my teammates. You don't need to ask my coach. This is what the situation is. I'm not playing. I don't feel physically ready. Why hasn't he done that? Like, why are you allowing your teammates? One, you're not even showing up on the bench. I understand you're rehabbing in New York, but you can't wait till after the first round till they lose. lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're a multimillionaire. You can't have your guys come to L.A. for an hour to rehab there while you're playing in Golden State. Get ma- rehab and then make it to the game to support your teammates on the bench, that's what pisses me off. It's like you're not there on the bench. It's like, do you it, care about your teammates? I just You've won like championship with these guys? I feel like he's checked I think out. he's out, yeah. I think he's me just too, checked man. out at this point. I mean, yeah, it's not like, um, you know, physically, if he's hurt, like you said, if he's hurt, he's hurt. He can't go. 
Uh, he doesn't want to detriment his health for later on because he's still young. It's not like it's his last season or anything. He has to give it all he has. But at the same time, it's like, where's the heart and the mentality, the Spurs mentality? Like, you, you come to play. You know what I mean? When you put that Spurs uniform on, it's not about the name on the back, whatever. It's literally about the name on the front because it's a team win. You know what I mean? Like, they all pitch in and contribute in different ways to win. And that's what Pop's mentality has always been. You know, we're going to get the best shots and all that. I just feel like Kawhi Leonard's checked out because if he's healthy, his mind's not there, his heart's not there. If he doesn't want to be in San Antonio, you know, at the end of the day, just tell you like you got you got to be you got to be like at that like a kind of like a Kyrie. You want you want to trade? You want to be out? All right, I'm out. Don't because you're, you're yeah. hurting both sides. You're not only hurting yourself because you're not playing. You're hurting a team because they're they're buying into you and you're not giving anything back. Like that's what I'm saying. Like these are your teammates, dude. Like you've won championship with these guys. You've won a championship with this head coach. Like. If you see that the media is constantly asking your teammates about you, why can't you for one, just one time come to the media, step up, get on the microphone and say, guys, I was cleared, right? But I didn't feel physically ready to play, so I went and got my second opinion, and I'm rehabbing. I'm not ready to play basketball, period. That's it. That's all you have to say to settle all this drama that's going on with them. Yeah. It literally just takes that much for you to step up as a man. You're, what, 26, 27 years old. I understand you're quiet, but you can speak up for yourself. And you should exactly. be able to speak up. 100%. Speak up for yourself. Tell the media what the situation is. And that's it. And then deal with everything afterwards. If you don't want to be a spur, you go to them and you deal with that in the offseason. But right now, your team's in the playoffs. Come to the bench. Come support them. Yeah. Because, they would do, because they would do the same exact thing for you if any one of these guys were in that situation. You know damn well, Danny Green, Patty Mills, Tony Parker, Ginobili. They would be there on the bench supporting their teammates, regardless if they had to rehab right now. Which I don't think you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you can what you can wait around, or you can come to LA and rehab, bring your team here, and make it to the game. So that's what really pisses yeah. me off. Is like you're not there to support them. You're not speaking up for yourselves. You're letting these guys have to answer for you. Like just it, you know what I'm saying. Like man sense. up. I swear it just doesn't make sense to me because he's so he's so good. He can be so valuable to this team. You know I'm not saying Skip Bayless is right in saying this. Maybe it is a question of change of heart. Like, do you really want to be a spur? Do you really want to follow the footsteps and the pressure of Tim Duncan or Ginobili and Parker? Because they've won tons of titles too. So you're next up. You're next in line. Does he really want to be there? Is he not driven to be there anymore? Does he not have it? Does he not want it? You never know. I mean, it could be a lot of things. You know, it takes a lot to be on a team like the Spurs or like the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like, you have to give up yourself. You have to get get, get over yourself. And that's the one thing Popovich says. He's like, I'll draft you. I'll bring you on my team once you get over yourself. You know what I'm saying? And maybe he's not, right? He's a superstar. He's not getting paid advertisement money like these other superstars. He's not getting these lucrative shoe deals. And maybe someone's in his ear. Maybe he's in his own head saying, I should be making this much money, but I'm not going to do it in the, in, this, in the Spurs market. And the way the Spurs are, like, they don't do – you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not how they are. So it's like maybe he exactly. wants to be – in LA and he wants to have the fame and he wants the money on the shoes and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it just, it just sucks. Cause I hate to see guys like Ginobili who's 40 years old, busting his ass going out like this. I hate to see his teammates having to answer for him. It's like, dude, you can, this can be solved really easily. Just mm-hmm. speak up for yourself. Let the media know, let all the fans know I'm not ready to play. I'm get I'm rehabbing. That's fine. That's okay. But speak up for yourself. Don't let your teammates have to answer for you. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And show up to the damn and show up to the damn. Yeah, I don't care. Find up. a way. Yeah, Find exactly. a way, dude. Take a private jet after you're done. Yeah. Do that's what I'm saying. At least show like you care. You not being here at all just really gives the impression that you don't give a crap about your that's teammates right now. And might be checked out. That's why I'm saying you might be checked out. Yeah, I agree. Playing. I think he's just mentally go. out of it, man. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, transition from that, you know, there's a couple more series that we, we got to cover uh, quickly. Uh, Toronto and Washington, that was a really good game. Um, honestly, and I and they expect nothing less than a dogfight coming from a team like the Wizards or Scrappy. John Wall's out, you know, coming back – or John Wall's back from, from being out. Uh, mm-hmm. This team, to me, I feel like could upset the Raptors. The only thing I the, the Wizards honestly lack is because they have talent when it comes to Beal, Wall. Um, they got some solid guys like Oubre and uh, – Porter. And Porter and, and Gortat. They just have no bench. They have no – Yeah, they don't. And that's the thing that really will kill you because the Raptors clearly have the best depth in the NBA, hands down, top, bottom. CJ Miles gets you buckets. Fred Van Vliet will get you buckets. DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright was playing lift, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So they, they and they Siakam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's guys like that, like Siakam. Like I didn't even re- realize how, how pivotal he is too. So this team yeah, has a no, lot man. of different players they can just throw at you. And that's why the Raptors, to me, I, I originally put Wizards in seven just because I feel like John Wall is too is, is very good against the Raptors and he's he's beaten them before in the past, but this is a different Raptors team. Might have to switch over my pick, but it's looking like it might be Raptors in six. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it to the Raptors. The Wizards' bench has been better this year, don't get me wrong, because now, I mean, that wall's back. They have Sadoransky going back to the bench. Oubre comes off the bench. Mike Scott's been really good for them offensively off the bench. Um, So they have better bench play this year than they did last year where they had absolutely no bench. But the Raptors are good this year. Like, we, yeah, we, have, we, have, to, we have to give them credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, people shit on the Raptors. It's not – it's not like any indictment to them that they lose to LeBron James in the freaking playoffs every year. Everyone loses yeah. to LeBron James, but mm-hmm. this year they have they're playing so much better as a team. They have, like you mentioned, the best depth in the NBA as far as bench play. Their coach has done a phenomenal job this year. They should take the series, yeah, six or seven. I don't. I mean, the, the only thing I'd say, Ray, honestly, the only way the Wizards, well, obviously John Wall and Bradley have to go off, but the only thing that could hold back the Raptors is the play of Kyle Lowry. Because sometimes he, he, he shrinks in big moments. Sometimes he disappears for a quarter or two, and he doesn't see him. And, and you got guys like DeRozan and everyone trying to, you know, bring everybody back up. DeRozan and Lowry only combined for 28. Abaka was the star of the game with 23 points. I mean, 23 and 12 out of Abaka, I don't think you'll see that every night in this series from him. But DeRozan is going to – he's going to do his thing. But Lowry has to be that key. He's the engine that makes him go – when it comes to their, the point guard position, obviously, and the playmaking and the creating. Because um, he can be great. He's just he, – sometimes he just shrinks in big moments. I don't know what it is with him in the playoffs. He does. But the thing is, like, especially against the Wizards, I think deeper into the playoffs it's going to make a difference. But the fact that they have such great bench depth. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't have a good game in game one, and they still won because yeah. Don Wright was able to come off the bench, give you 18. C.J. Miles came off 12. Siakam, 9. Kyle Lowry doesn't have to be phenomenal this series. To, to, to get past the Wizards. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. he's probably not going to have to be on, unless they face LeBron, where everyone's going to have to pitch in. But the fact that they do have better bench play, they have guys like Don Wright, Fred Van Fleet. I don't know if he's going to come back this year. I don't know what his injury is, to yeah. be honest. I know, and that's, and that's I know he didn't play game one, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's as much pressure on him to perform because of the fact that he knows the bench unit's going to come in and contribute. If you could just, you know, he gave you nine assists. If you can come in, play solid defense, give you – you know, 11 to 15 points and get you those 9, 10 assists, I think it'll be enough to get past this yeah. Wizards team. I don't know about deeper in the playoffs, but, I mean, for now, I don't think it's... he needs to be, like, fantastic for them to win. Like, I think he could yeah. be mediocre, and they'll, and they'll win if he's mediocre. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, to counter that, John Wall is, is to me, I mean, 
a lot of people's eyes, better than Kyle Lowry, right? And DeMar DeRozan, of course. the gap between DeMar DeRozan and Bradley Beal isn't ginormous. It's small. It's very, no, it's very marginal. Small. It's very small in margin. So these guys, it's kind of like that kind of matchup where it was like CJ and Dame versus Rondo and Drew Holiday. They can match up mm-hmm. well, and they can outperform Toronto's backcourt. And, by- and they did. So they, yeah. they cancel each other out in a sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then that's where it comes to your third options, your fourth and your bench. And, of course, coaching. Mm-hmm. But your, 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 your bench is going to be your key in that matchup because your two star players match evenly with, with Washington star players. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's that's why, like I said, like Lowry doesn't have to be great this series to win because he can be mediocre, and I can bet my money that the Raptors bench is going to outplay the Wizards bench almost every yeah, game yeah. in the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to take big games from Wall, Beal, and even Gordon huge Lyons. games. They're going to have to score thirties like that for them yeah. to, to steal a couple of games. When it, comes, when it comes to the role players, the Raptors are going to have them beat on that pretty much mm-hmm. every single game. And they've pretty much had every team beat when it came to bench and bench play. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think the Raptors will take this yeah. series. And uh, finally, uh, this game uh, ended not too long ago. It's 1-1 now between Philadelphia and Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. And this series is interesting because game one, Simmons looked awesome. Simmons looked like he was uh, number 23 for the Cavs on the Sixers. Um you know what I mean? So because you you know Simmons is seventeen nine fourteen in the first game, but then they yeah. come back the second game and and Dwayne Wade off the bench just gives them just gives them new life. <laughs> you know what I mean? The the Heat and they win and a double digit win. So what do you think of this series so far? It's kind of like a slugfest in a way. It's gonna go seven. I predicted so? it to go seven. Yeah, it's gonna go seven. The wow. Heat are very very scrappy. They're annoying to play against. They have a lot of physical tough guys. A lot of versatile guys. James Johnson, Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson. They have a lot of defenders, perimeter defenders. Um, I think it's going to go seven. I really do because they're very well coached. They have veterans on their team. and The Sixers are young. They they have trouble closing out games. They have trouble keeping leads. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with that, I mean, obviously, Embiid makes a, a different story. Um, he's he's a, definitely a game changer. But I think the Heat have enough to take this series seven games and potentially upset upset the Sixers because of that. Because of the way they play, the style they play, it's annoying. It's physical. Yeah. Um, they have a bunch of guys that can guard multiple positions. They really f- seem like they knew how to guard Ben Simmons this game. They weren't just letting him go full head of steam to the rim and dunk and, and get layups. Um, they did a better job on guys like Redick. Bellinelli had a pretty decent game today, but Illy Solva didn't have a big game. And you can't rely on guys like Illy Solva and Bellinelli and Redick to give you what they gave in game one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not going to happen. So. Yeah, I think the series will go seven. Yeah, I say I say six, and then it'll be a toss up. Yeah, I mean in that in that regard, what you're saying, yeah, they do have a lot of guys, a lot of scrappy guys. Um, but to me, I think it's going to be Sixers and six. I don't think they truly have a consistent answer for Ben Simmons, a game in and game out. Um, they got a lot of shooters. The game they're going to be every game is going to be over 100 points. I feel like that's just how it looks. Um, I, I'm going to go Sixers and six. Yeah, I'll I'll go Sixers and seven. Um, I think because Embiid will return, and I think they'll take Game Seven at home in Philly. It'll be crazy over there. Yeah, <laughs> but the Heat are gonna fight, and the, that will. team doesn't. That It'll team that team scraps. Yep, they have a bunch of guys that are just scrappers, physical, tough nosed guys that yeah. will get into it. They'll get physical with Ben Simmons. You saw Justice Winslow today. Yeah. swear at Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was going um, at him. Yeah. Yeah, so so they'll, they'll they get into they get into it defensively. They buckle down, and, and they're extremely well coached. Spolstra yeah. is a very very underrated this, coach. The so. scary thing about and, the Heat, I'll tell you this: the game gets close, you know whose number they're going to call. 
Dragic. No, they're getting rid of Wade. <laughs> or, oh, I'm sorry. What the hell? I totally yeah, forgot about Wade. I was going for. I no, totally forgot man, about doing Wade. Jesus Christ. Old man Flash, man. He, he, mid-range jumpers. It, it's a lost art in the NBA now, but that can still win you a close game. Yeah, Wade can still be Wade like we saw today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he, he can, can take over it. a game. He'll pick his spots. He's really smart at picking his spots and knowing when to attack because he knows he can't keep it up for an entire series mm-hmm. just because of his body. But he's going to be there game in and game out to give them that veteran leadership, that confidence. You saw him continuously talking to Whiteside, who's kind of had some confidence issues lately, especially yeah. this year's Spolster's hasn't been playing him that much. Um, so Wade's going to be there. He's I mean, he's a ch- three-time champion. The Sixers have nobody besides Bellinelli, but he's not a leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Even close that's why I think, I'll, I, I think it'll go seven for that reason because they have those veterans like Wade and, and Dragic. I mean, he's, he's seasoned. He's been in the playoffs mm-hmm. before. And then you just have a bunch of guys that, that don't have pressure on them, that just go after like Winslow and Richardson and Tyler Johnson, James Johnson, just a bunch of yeah. physical guys that are going to hustle every play that aren't going to back down from anybody. Um. It'll go seven. I'll give it to the Sixers in, in game seven at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Embiid will be the difference maker that game. Okay. Um, but, again, another really, really good series. I mean, every series we have right now is it's pretty good, yeah. These it's panning awesome out playoffs. to be excellent. They're yeah, even matchups all around. Um, every every series, yeah. Yeah, to take away from this weekend, who is your player of the weekend? Who is your player of the weekend for every game one? Or not for every game, but in total, who is your player of the weekend for game ones? Paul George. Okay. I'm gonna go yeah, with... I thought – Oh, go Paul ahead. George. No, I'm just going to say Paul. It was between Paul George or Oladipo. I, I, you were going to say Oladipo, right? I was going to say Oladipo. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you, and you're probably right because he did it against LeBron James. He gave him his first loss in the, in the first round of whatever, however many years it was. 2012, um, yeah. But I think Paul George, just because I feel like that was a really, really good sign for the Thunder. If he can play like this, they can be a scary team. The team that everyone was talking about can upset the Warriors or the Rockets and potentially make a finals run. Um, but, yeah, I'll go with Paul George. Okay. I'll, I'll go Victor Oladipo, man. This guy, yes. I, you know, to me, he is clearly the most improved player in the in the league. Uh, lost clearly. Lost a lot of weight, got in, shape, got in really good t- mm-hmm. physical peak shape. He looks leaner. He looks he looks aggressive, and he's doing everything he can for this team, playing with a lot of heart. He's the real-life Black Panther, honestly. <laughs> he he's is, the real-life Black Panther. He, he'll do everything. He's all over the court. He'll score from anywhere. Um, he's had a great game, and you know, shout out to Indiana man. They they, they showed out in Cleveland. I'm gonna see. How, I'm excited for game two. I want to see how they they can come back, and hopefully it's not a hangover. And I want to see how LeBron James and company uh, bounces back. I want to see how they bounce back. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how what LeBron does game two because you know he's gonna bounce back. He's been in this situation before too many times. He knows how to do, yeah <laughs> too many times. He knows how to handle pressure. I mean, it's LeBron James, so yeah. definitely very very good playoff series is moving forward. I mean, the Spurs right now are beating the Warriors by two at the end of the first. They're playing well. So I think a lot of these series are all going to be really, really good. They're evenly matched. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm oh, so happy the playoffs started. I'm excited we finally were able to get an episode out. We were dealing with a lot of technical difficulties, yeah. to say the least. But, um, but once again, you know, for everyone listening, uh, I'm going to post this on our Twitter. I'm going to post the link to the – it's going to be uploaded to Apple Podcasts. I'll post the link to the Anchor profile where you can listen it to it directly on there just in case if you guys don't have apple um and we're going to continue to do these i feel like um as long as this app keeps up with us and and doesn't you know give us a hard time we'll, we'll do these more consistently and and Absolutely. get get a lot more episodes out there for yeah. you guys um like like, like Ray was saying it's going to be up on uh, anchor we're also going to be up uh soon to be on spotify if you guys are listening on spotify listeners um itunes and apple podcasts we're up already 
um, look out for us on there. And then, like I said, follow us um, on Twitter uh, for Ray. It's Ray John, at Ray John NBA for me. It's base underscore Dan and on Instagram base underscore Dan. Uh, we're going to keep you guys in the loop, keep you guys posted throughout the whole playoffs. And if there's any other issues, topics, or anything you want to discuss with us, please feel free to let us know. Always review, leave reviews, rate, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Again, we're going to do our best um, to get more of these out consistently. This is something we want to do, you know, two to three times a week minimum, especially over the course of these playoffs. Um, just talk about what's going on and, and give you guys our takeaways from every all the rounds and, and games come, moving forward. So thanks for listening. And, Dan, it was a pleasure doing this with Absolutely. you again, like always. Absolutely. Enjoy right, the rest man. of the playoffs tonight, man. You too. All right, take care. Peace.